really pleased with the pro progress our guys have made in the months of January and February in the weight room, like this group, like the leadership on this team and the way they're going about their business. We've, we've gotten better, we've gotten stronger, we've gotten faster, we've gotten more athletic with the freshmen that we've brought in, the transfers that we brought in, but then the entire team with what they've done in the weight room with Coach Day and his staff, uh, going back to when we started workouts uh, in January. They've done a great job and credit to Luke Day and his staff and then credit to our players with the way that they've uh, worked also. So like where we are and then getting ready to jump into spring practice here in a couple weeks as well. I know we'll talk more about that as we get going with that. Uh, didn't think we'd be here again introducing a wide receivers coach, but uh, it is what it is. The previous receivers coach made a decision that he felt was best for his family. Uh, we collected the $450,000, then some that we were owed uh, for uh, violating or leaving his contract. And then it allowed us to go out and hire an even better wide receivers coach in my mind. And, and that's not a knock on anybody, but that's what I feel about this guy right here that that uh, the first time around didn't talk to him just because I knew kind of what I wanted to do with the position with some of the staff shuffling that I did after the season. And um, uh, that's what I did previously. But now that we had an actual search for a wide receivers coach, um, that was a, it was a great opportunity to bring someone in to make us better. And again, some of my, uh, the things that I want, and I think I may have mentioned this in the previous press conference, but just looking at our wide receiver group as a whole, want, wanted to get someone in here that can develop our guys a little bit better than what we have. And the fact of the matter is, if you look at who we were playing receiver with last season, it's guys that we inherited, um, that uh, that were here when I got here as the head coach for the most part, uh, or transfers that we had brought in, had been a little disappointed. And again, it starts with me as the head coach, had been a little disappointed with the freshmen that we've brought into a program that we recruited and their development. You know, obviously Nick Harbor played a lot for us last season, but beyond Nick, there really hasn't been one in the last three seasons. And uh, that can't continue. We've got to be able to recruit our guys and then develop them when they get here. And uh, confident that Mike Furry will do that for us. And then we've got to be more consistent as a receiver group. Uh, too many drops last season in critical situations. And again, that starts with me as the head coach. And it's, but we just need to be more consistent and, um, and be a little bit better there from a development standpoint and recruiting standpoint. That's what I was looking for. And I feel like we've hit a home run with who we've brought in uh, with him. Um, someone, he's got an unbelievable story. If you go back to his career from college walk-on to NFL starter, and not just an NFL starter on the offensive side of the ball, but an NFL starter on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and then ends up going to Detroit and leads the NFC in receptions as a wide receiver also in his NFL career. Got done playing. A lot of guys, when they get done with their playing career, they just want to go coach at the highest level. Easy for a guy to say, I've been a very accomplished NFL uh, pro professional football tenure vet. I need to be hired at the top of the top in college football. And he left and took a job as the head coach at Kentucky Christian 
Uh, and no disrespect to Kentucky Christian, but it's a little bit of an unorthodox move. But went there, made that program better. Went to Marshall, coached wide receivers. Went to Limestone as a head coach. Went to the Chicago Bears as a receivers coach. Came back to Limestone as a head coach. And everywhere that he's been, he's made that place better. And he's made those wide receivers better and confident that he'll do that here for us um, as well, as I always do in, in situations like this. Talk to a lot of people, whether it be people that he coached with uh, in the NFL, people he coached with in college, players that he coached in the NFL, players that he coached against in the NFL that were on teams that he coached receivers with Chicago but played defensive back um, that I had relationships with. And, and everything was, was super positive. Um, excited about Mike Furry and his family being here and, and jumping into the community here in Columbia as well. He uh, was uh, That hire was approved by our board yesterday morning, and he had a meeting with his team yesterday, and he was here in the building and already at work with our players on the field within five minutes of being in Columbia. Um, showed up here. We didn't, we didn't even let the guy change clothes. He walked in the building, immediately went to a special teams meeting, and then we walked out on the field and um, we just had a little workout going on with our players, and he and I were standing on the sidelines talking, just kind of pointing out who different guys are. I walked over to the defensive field, told him just kind of make himself at home and, and get acclimated, and walked back about 10 minutes later, and he's already out there in, in street clothes out on the field working with our receivers. So I feel confident in saying that he's been here, less, he's been here 24 hours and he's made our group better already. Uh, going to be a great recruiter for us, great addition to our program, and couldn't be more excited about Mike Furry being our new wide receivers coach and his family being here also. So before we bring Mike up, any questions about anything? David? Just want kind of a big picture, Shane. The story just popped that uh, apparently today leaders are expected to recommend finalizing helmet uh, communications between coach and players on the sideline. How do you feel about that? Probably won't be here for next year, but – down the road, how do you like that idea? I think it will be here for this year. Um, I think it's going to be immediate. That's just me talking. I haven't read the article, but um, I think it's certainly trending in that direction. I'm mixed. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that people think this will eliminate sign stealing, signal stealing. I don't think that's going to happen. I think um, um, it's not as slam dunk. Okay, that's what's, what, what's going to happen. Uh, I think it's good in a lot of ways. It was something, David, we had a SEC head coaches meeting in Birmingham two weeks ago, and we spent a lot of time talking about as head coaches. And, and certainly there were some mixed opinions in that room, some that were in favor of it, some that weren't in favor of it. Offensive coaches that were, offensive coaches that weren't, defensive coaches that were, defensive coaches that weren't. So a lot of viewpoints and a lot of opinions, and, and uh, we made the decision to be unified coming out of that meeting as SEC head coaches, but it'll be something that we're all going to try to have to learn how to – how to use. Mike's obviously been in the NFL where they did it, and Dow's been in the NFL where he did it. And so we've got some guys that we can lean on, certainly from that standpoint. But uh, it'll, be, it'll be fascinating. Hopefully it'll be something that we'll be able to utilize some in spring practice and preseason camp to get used to. What can you share about last night's workout and what you guys had the team going through, and did you participate? I uh, participated in that. I was there. Uh, participating like I did at Fort Jackson where I was actually active in it. Um, other than running from station to station. And uh, I would say I was a 30% participant last night. Um, was there for all of it and, and active. But it was similar to something we did uh, two years ago, Hale. Um, I'm sure I don't want to steal Justin King's thunder and, and those guys or some of the stuff that they'll put out on social media. But just uh, what we call grit night around here, 
kind of the culmination of the winter workouts, off-season conditioning before we break for spring break. We've always done something on that uh, Thursday night before spring practice or before spring break begins. Uh, year one, we did something over in the stadium. Year two, we went off campus. Year three, we utilized the, the area back here behind the facility before the um, that's out in the woods, essentially, and the stadium. And then this year we went off-site again. So something really cool, just kind of trying to develop uh, more and more team chemistry and being able to um, execute in tough environments, which is what playing on the road in the SEC uh, entails. Coach, obviously your last couple coaching searches have been quick ones. Did you have a short list entering the offseason? And can you talk us through how these hires happen? Yeah, with Mike or with all of them in general? Uh, I guess starting with Mike and then Coach Elliott was hired pretty quickly as well. Yeah, I'd say somewhat of a short list. I think you, you hear every athletic director talk about if they ever have a head coaching opening in, in a sport, that they have a short list, if you will. There's certainly guys in, in my mind or in my office that, that – I have a lot of respect for as receiver coaches or tight ends coaches or running back coaches or defensive backs coaches um, that the first time I have an opening, I'm going to look at that list to see if any of those guys fit what we need at that time. Whenever you have an opening, you're immediately going to have a ton of coaches and a ton of agents that start calling your phone. And, you know, I was uh, – February is a dead period, as you know, in college football. So recruiting-wise, there's no one that can visit campus, and then your players are off on the weekends. So at least the month of February allows coaches to have a little bit of a – I don't want to say breather because you're still working remotely, but I was I was in the Bahamas last Saturday when the Coley news broke. So I was sitting on the beach, and I've got, I feel like, 100 agents and coaches that are hitting me up and texting me and things like that, which wasn't the ideal scenario. Uh, as well, but that's part of it. But to answer your question, Mike was somebody that certainly I had thought of. Um, there were certainly some uh, power five wide receiver coaches, sitting power five wide receiver coaches that were interested in the position that reached out to me. But I think in all those situations, whether it be receivers or Sean Elliott or um, Joe D. Camillus, you may have a list, but it's at at each particular in each particular instance, who is the best fit for what you need at that moment? And I felt like in February of 2024, now March of 2024, that Mike Furry was the best fit for us from a wide receiver standpoint as well. And that's in you know when you talk to when you talk to Dow, uh, he's got to be on board with it because the quarterbacks, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator is going to work closely with the receiver coach and. And um, so they had to have a good working relationship. And Dow, just like I did, reached out to a lot of people that he knew that had worked with Mike and it was all positive and, and um, had some phone conversations with some people. But no one – I had a chance to get to know him a little bit last year. Uh, he brought his son to our football camp here in Columbia. And we spent some time talking in, in williams Bryce Stadium while his son was going through camp. And I just – and then some time in my office after camp. And as a head coach to another head coach, he was someone – I knew what he had done as a player and had some people that I knew that had worked with him at Marshall as well that spoke highly of him. Um, but I, talking with him uh, person to person last year, I just remember walking away from that day in June thinking there's there's something different about this guy. And um, certainly was somebody that I felt uh, that felt like I'd want to have on our staff here in Columbia at some point. And then 
he came down here last week and we met with him and interviewed with him and he was awesome and walked out of there and Dal called me that night. He's like, what do you think? I'm like, I don't see the point in talking to anybody else. I mean, nobody's going to be better than what he just was. And then some of our players that knew him uh, from recruiting, uh, I'm still mad at him. He tried to recruit Mazio Bennett to come to Limestone to play. But as a competitor, that tells you, if y'all ask about recruiting, that tells you all you need to know about him as a recruiter is he told Mazio that the best person to develop him as a wide receiver was him in limestone which you, i respect that and um as well so mazio saw him in the building the other day and and mazio and some of the other receivers hit me up about man he's awesome got to know him in recruiting some of my buddies from college play at limestone they love him and everything just kept kept coming back to mike shane obviously this isn't limited just to you guys this has happened at other places with coaches leaving sometimes you have three coaches in a span of two months unfortunately what has been the vibes? I know you talked about Mazio Bennett and some of the wide receivers, but what's been the message to those guys to get through this period of time and just being able to continue to stay focused? And any maybe receivers, I know it's a dead period, but from a recruiting standpoint, if any, you know, were to start to reach out over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, no, great question, Mike. Uh, certainly it's not ideal, but again, you know, like I told the team yesterday, if somebody decides that this isn't the place they want to be, then great, you know, wish them well and, and let them move on. And that's what we did with the, you know, um, with James was he felt like he had a better situation for him and his family uh, in Athens. Um, had a daughter in high school who was more familiar with Athens, Georgia than she was Columbia, South Carolina, and was easier to move back from College Station and, and whatnot as well. So, Wish them well, and then, like I told our players, it's my job to now go try and find someone that is even better than the one that just left. No different than if someone at a college leaves to transfer somewhere else. You get the opportunity to hopefully replace them with a better player and fit in the locker room, and, and that's my job is not to sit around and worry about somebody that doesn't want to be here. Let's figure out who does want to be here. That was my message to um, – the receivers that I met with because we had a week where we didn't have a receivers coach and or quite almost a week um, and just reaching out to those guys on FaceTime text phone call uh, their parents last week just to assure them that you know nothing's changed everything's good that uh, their offer is still good that I'm going to hire a, a fantastic receivers coach for them and can't wait for you to get to know them that's what I told recruits same thing that I told our current players current receivers same thing you know that uh, it's my job as the head coach to get people here that can make you better and want to pour into you as human beings and make you a better player. And uh, that's what I'm going to do right now. And and um, I think those guys are excited about it. And, and I mean it, Mike. Like, it's it's – I want people that, that want to be here. And if guys get opportunities to advance their career by going to be a head coach like Pete and Jody did, great. If a guy gets an opportunity that he thinks is better for his, his family – um, in this instance, I don't have to like it, don't have to agree with it. Um, was disappointing, but it's immediately who can I go hire now that wants to help us bring a championship to Columbia, South Carolina? Because when I was hired in December 2020, that was my goal is to bring a championship to Columbia, South Carolina, and absolutely nothing has changed. And I want to do that for our players. I want to do that for our coaches. I want to do that for our amazing fans, uh, the greatest fans in America, because there's no reason why we can't. And if a guy doesn't want to be here and do that with us, then get the heck out of here. And let me go bring somebody in here that wants to fight his butt off and compete his butt off and go bring a championship to Columbia, South Carolina, because uh, we can and we are. 
And uh, that's my job, and that's what I'm working hard to do each and every day, and, and that's the goal with every single hire that we have, and that's my message to our players and recruits when we do have an opening. Uh, these are the kind of guys that I want to bring in, guys that can help us do that, guys that want to do that, and guys that want to be here and not just win a championship, but want to win a championship here at South Carolina. Hey, Shane. Obviously, the uh, the carousel works both ways, but a week ago when you were in the Bahamas, did you have any heads up that this might be coming? Do, does you know the head coach have to reach out to you for permission? Does um, – the, the guy have to say, hey, I'm interviewing. Um, what is that process like? Uh, you don't have to. You know, I think Mike would know he's been in the NFL. I think in the NFL, teams have to put in, like, permission slips and permission requests and things like that. There's none of that. You know, the only requ permission request would be making sure that they know that there's a buyout, you know, that they're going to have to pay, whether it be for uh, the most recent change or, or anyone that, that – that left as well. But no, it was um, certainly when I saw that Georgia had an opening for a receiver's position, I thought that, you know, they may reach out just because he had been there before and, and whatnot. Um, with that news break, Saturday morning, I think, uh, Thursday had an inkling that it was a pretty good possibility that something might happen. Um, Kirby and I did talk. I think he was in – Hawaii on a coach's trip. Um, so we were <laughs> both in tropical locations. I'm sure he didn't want to be trying to hire coaches because he had to hire, I think, what, four this offseason, five, something like that. So he's he'd been dealing with hiring coaches and was in Hawaii dealing with a five-hour time change, and, and it was difficult for him. But Kirby and I talked. Uh, Kirby texted me Friday. Um, we talked Saturday, I think, Kirby and I did. And um, and then James and I had a couple conversations on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it was, uh, um, you know, both at both sides tried to handle things the right way. I think. Chain along those similar lines, do you think this was just a one-off situation for you guys that you were continuing to hire people into March, as you say, and or is this kind of tied to some of the new? The different things we've seen in college football, the portal, uh, you know, perhaps a new signing date up there where this kind of turnover is going to be more common than yeah. perhaps it's been in the past. In my mind, I think it's somewhat of a one-off, um, you know, and again, the hires that we had to make was – Essentially, it started before two guys that got head coaching positions. So this isn't like the season of offseason turmoil in Columbia. We had two guys get head coaching jobs. I made a decision to move on from one, and a guy made a decision that he felt was a better move for his family. I think, in my mind, it starts with the um, the NFL calendar of hiring coaches is a little bit later than the um, college calendar because those NFL coaches aren't getting hired until mid-January, a lot of them, late January, depending on if they're hiring Super Bowl coaches and things like that as well. So not to get too deep, and I'm not an NFL expert, but a lot of those NFL coaches, they can't hire other NFL coaches because they're under contract. So now they go to the college ranks because of, you know, coaches in college have always, a lot of them have always wanted to get to the NFL. We've got guys that have been in the NFL and want to be in college, whether it be Mike or Joe D. 
as well. But there are college coaches that want to get to the NFL, and the NFL hires coaches later than college does. So therefore, Georgia had an opening for a wide receiver's position because the Tampa Bay Bucks hired BMAC. And now Georgia's looking to hire coaches and they're interviewing people. And I think they interviewed a bunch of guys for the position and settled on the receiver coach that was here. Uh, but I just think it's, I think it's a lot of the calendar. I was on, knock on wood, pray this doesn't happen again, but last year we were on spring break and my wife and I were driving to the airport to go on a spring break trip last year. So this would have been the first week of March this week that's coming up. And I had an NFL team call me wanting to interview one of our coaches. And this was in March last year. And um, he didn't, and he stayed. But I think it's just kind of the calendar. I complain to NFL GMs all the time. Can y'all, like, hire coaches quicker? Because it affects the college coaches as well. And it's not just me. Like I said, Kirby lost a coach to the NFL. And I know Florida lost two defensive coaches to the NFL after the 2022 season late as well. Um, I just think it's one of it. And you always got to be – you can't spend a – when. Timing becomes a little bit of uh, uh, more critical because now you're getting closer to spring practice. And the last thing that I wanted to be wanted to do was hire a receivers coach. And then the whole team comes back and we get ready to start spring practice. And it's like, surprise, you know, here's the new receivers coach. I wanted to get somebody in here where he could get around the players yesterday, which he did, um, and uh, and whatnot. So you got to be ready. You got to be have a plan. Going back to the question about a list or whatever it might be, and and uh, be ready to move and act on on. Um, on who you want to hire.